to get rocking and rolling here is um, <clears throat> uh, give a, a just a brief update on on Scott Johnson. So he had um, he had a procedure done earlier in the week, and then um, by Friday he had uh, chest pain and ended up going to the hospital. And Friday night was pretty scary for uh, the Johnson family, um, but uh, he started to respond and was able to um, talk to Judy on on Saturday morning and receive her as a as a visitor. So I what I what I want to do as much as possible uh, this morning, uh, you know, is pray for them as a as a community. So <clears throat> take yourself off mute to uh, lift up your voice to the Lord and um, let's let's be uh, praying for for Scott for his con you know continued recovery and um, and for Judy as she is trying to you know keep her wits about her and you know go visit him and stay at home and all that good stuff so um like i said i'll 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 open um but then please go ahead and and uh, uh join in as we pray holy father we thank you for your goodness lord we thank you for um wisdom about the human body and um that uh, you're you're giving those doctors um, insight into what's happening with Scott and uh, what they can do. Uh, we just lift them up to you right now. In Jesus' name, we, we ask you to bring full healing and peace into their their current situation. Father, we do ask you to be with them, to be their rock, to be their hope in this time of trouble. To let your faithfulness sustain Judy and all that she's doing, and Scott and all that he's waiting for. Lord, I just pray that you would surround the entirety of their family with assurance, assurance of knowing you and that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, so um, let's, I think we got some chat questions here. Yeah, he's, he is, um, he's responding to the care and, um, but they're, he's still in the hospital. So we'll, we'll continue to pray for him and be, be thinking of, of, of both Scott and Judy and their kids and their grandkids who want him to come home now, you know, just like all of us do. <clears throat> hmm. Again, it's 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 good to be with you guys, and um, we're going to go ahead and and uh, jump into our our uh, service today, our message, and we've been going through the um um well we we we've, we've been looking at these uh 
traditions, these uh, sacraments, these um, kind of sacred things that are part of um, being in relationship with the Lord and being in community with each other and him. And looking at um, baptism, giving, communion, reading the Bible, is not just things to do, right? Not just boxes to check, but as responses to the Lord's goodness and finding the opportunity to do these things as worship, as worship of God. And uh, today, it's the first uh, Sunday in September, and that's typically when we you know, celebrate with communion together. So there will be a, a moment later in the service where you'll have a, a chance to grab some bread and some wine or juice or, or you know, whatever you got to celebrate <clears throat> with us together uh, virtually. Um, and, and, you know, wor worship is, is not just uh, when we sing um, and play musical instruments and in praise of God. Worship is really a lifestyle. It's any time in any way that we express adoration and reverence for God. And today we're going to be looking at communion, also known as the, the Lord's Supper. And um, let me just invite the Lord to, to join us here. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much um, for your word and uh, these these echoes, these recurring themes that we see all through Scripture and in our, our, our own lives. We thank you for your consistency, for your faithfulness, Lord. Um, and we ask you to come in uh, wisdom and open our hearts and our minds to uh, the truth about um, how worthy you are of being worshipped. Amen. So... <clears throat> When the, the Lord's Supper or communion um, kind of got started by Jesus, it was during a Passover celebration where he and his disciples were together to um, experience Passover together. And so I, I want to cover Passover real quick so we have some context for, for what's going on. So... Um, Passover is a, um, uh, a historical remembrance. It's a tradition where they remember the Lord rescuing Israel from slavery in Egypt. So at a certain point, there was a famine and um, Israel, the man named Israel, goes to Egypt because his son uh, Joseph is there, and he's a, he's a ruler, and and they, they just relocate from the promised land to Egypt because they had food. Hundreds of years go by, and the Egyptians forget how uh, it was a, a Jewish boy named Joseph that saved them from starvation during a famine, and they enslave the the Israelites. Well, the Lord raises up a prophet, Moses, and Moses 
goes to task against um, Pharaoh, who has all of these, and I'm, I'm, I'm going into, into too many details, aren't I? Well, anyway, there's all these, um, like, um, uh, false gods that they worship uh, in, in Egypt, and the, and the Lord God of Israel shows himself to be over them. They are not gods. He is God. He is powerful and, and able to do things that they can't do. He, he just un, undoes their, their ability to, to show themselves as anything at all. Anyway, so things are, are all this tension is building up between um, you know, Pharaoh, the Egyptians, and the Israelites. And at a certain point, the, the Egyptians are like, guys, just leave. The, all, all of these plagues that are happening to us, we can't take it anymore. Just go. You want some You want some clothes? Here's some clothes. You want some gold? Here's some gold. You want some food? Here's some food. Just get out of here, right? It, and it, But the Pharaoh's heart is hardened, and he doesn't want to let the uh, Israelites go. So the final plague is the angel of death is going to visit all of Egypt. And he tells Moses, here's what, here's what, um, here's how you, the Israelites, save themselves from this plague. They take a lamb, they bring it in their home for a couple of days, and then they kill it. And they take the blood from that lamb and they paint the doorposts. They 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 paint, you know, the, the the jam, you know, the sides and the top as a sign that that household is believing in God to rescue them so that the angel of death does not visit that home but passes over so that's that's Passover this is over their home <clears throat> then take that lamb um, prepare a special meal and, and part of that meal part of the preparation is the next day you're going to get to go so wear your clothes have your staff in your hand have your have your wallet in your pocket, have your phone charged, have your purse on your back, um, have your shoes on, and don't don't worry. You can't wait for bread to rise, so don't put any leaven in it. It's just going to be flat bread. So that's that's the Passover celebration is eating that meal together as Israelites to remember God's salvation for the Egyptians. But guys. All of what happened in um, Egypt is a symbol of what was to occur in the future. So let's uh, let's take a look at, at at the actual Last Supper. So I'm going to be looking at um, at it from the Book of Mark, chapter 14. If you want to pop in there. Uh, Mark 14, uh, verses 12 through 25. So Jesus and his disciples are celebrating the Passover meal. Um, and hindsight, this is the last time they would eat with Jesus before he was crucified. And during the meal, the meal wasn't just bread and wine that would either be kind of disappointing or kind of like just drinking. Um, but at certain points during the meal, Jesus pauses and he, 
we'll, we'll get to it. The bread is his body. The wine is his blood. And, and, and again, during the meal, these are symbols of what was about to happen. Um, so let's take a look at uh, Mark chapter 14, starting in verse 12. <clears throat> On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go to prepare the Passover meal for you? So Jesus sent two of them into Jerusalem with these instructions. <clears throat> As you go into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up, and that is where you should prepare our meal. So the two disciples went into the city and found everything just as Jesus said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. So real quickly, I don't know if Jesus like planned all this ahead of time, or if he's just prophetic and he just knows. Uh, it, 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 the scripture doesn't say, so it, it's kind of interesting to, to think of it both ways, right? Where this stuff is just going to happen. And Jesus knows about it, or he he actually went. He did. He took the trouble to prepare this uh, in advance. I, either way, he's fantastic. Um, okay, let's let us continue. In the evening, Jesus arrived with the twelve. As they were at the table eating, Jesus said, "I tell you the truth. One of you eating with me here will betray me." Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, Am I the one? He replied, It is one of you twelve who is eating from this bowl with me. For the Son of Man must die, as the scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. And as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and he blessed it. And they broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine, and he gave thanks to God for it. And he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. What, what, um, what a complex evening for these guys, isn't it? I mean, Jesus is telling them, I know one of you, and I know who it is that is going to betray me. And guys, this is how other than, this is how different Jesus is than, than me and my heart. He doesn't try to deal with it. He just calls it out. And it doesn't derail him from his character or his following the Lord's plan. He he knows of the sin and and the evil and the and the lie and the betrayal 
that's going to happen. And he, that's why he, his body is broken for us. That's why his, his blood poured out is the confirmation of the covenant. So Jesus sacrifice in obedience to God to rescue humankind from death through the breaking of his body and the shedding of his blood. Again, this meal is a symbol of what is to come and what and what what comes. Judas does betray him and turns him over to um, the uh, temple guards. They take him, they try him, turn him over to the Romans because the religious people of the day can't take that he could be the one that would put them out of power. And they can't kill him by Jewish law, but the Romans can, and they want him dead. And he goes, he goes obediently. He goes silently like a lamb to the slaughter. Lambs to the slaughter are a symbol of what Christ did for you and I, that the, the sin and the sorrow and the, and the uh, mercy that we need and the healing that we need, it's all wrapped up in him. And he did it all. It, the only part of this um, that's on us is to believe it. He, he did all of the work. And his body was broken for the forgiveness of our sins. And his blood was poured out as a covenant, a confirmation of the covenant between God and his people that there shall be no, oh, what's the, why, I, I, should, I should have written this down or I shouldn't have started saying it. There's no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. That's from the Old Testament, and, and Jesus fulfilled that by shedding his blood. But it didn't stop him. He did die. His body was broken. His, his blood was all poured out. Three days later, he's back. He, he, he resurrected himself from the dead. So <clears throat> some of you may be asking, <clears throat> um, Okay, so that that's that's our tradition. That's that's what we do. And yeah, I I, I recognize the um, what what our taking of the Lord's Supper, the you know, whether it's a cracker or a piece of bread, whether it's dipping it in grape juice or red wine, or or if you've got something else, I love when um, uh, the the last uh, communion we we had at uh, the Crossroads Mall, uh, we had that table laid out with olive oil and wine and pineapple and other fruits and bread. It was a banquet. It was a banquet. And guys, that's, that's actually closer to what the early, early church tradition was, that when they would uh, gather together in people's homes, they would have what they call a love feast, where they would be kind of leaning into and celebrating that love that we have received from the Lord uh, through his laying down of his self. Um, 
and what it means for us that we are forgiven of our sins and that we will live for eternity with, with the Lord, that he's coming back again to establish his kingdom. Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, so um, one of the other uh, books in the Bible that uh, we're going to take a look at is uh, 2 Corinthians. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians. So this is a Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. And, um, you know, you might be wondering, okay, so there's a Lord's Supper, but it's not always, I, I, I haven't always felt, you know, this, you know, feelings or, or um, and you know what? The, the, the church at Corinth did a great job of uh, failing at a lot of things. And so, yeah, everything can be done by by people, by men and women, really poorly. We can screw up everything. So uh, thanks to the, the church in Corinth, we have an example of that. And, and some instruction from Paul. Um, one of the, the things that uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, second half of the verse 7, is Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. So let's just focus on that. Jesus is our Passover lamb. The Passover is a symbol of what was to come, and that was Christ sacrificing for us. So um, whether it's one of the Gospels or 1 Corinthians, this is these are usually the, the places where we will read from when we are um, you know, going through communion together. Uh, so we're going to be looking at, at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where the church in Corinth did not um, did not stay with that focus on Christ, our Passover Lamb, sacrificed for us. They let their eyes wander down to their own hunger, and this is kind of kind of a, a reiteration of what we're going to see in in um, the next couple of verses. But if the purposes of the love feast are abandoned, then that purpose would be the expression of mutual love through the shared out through shared food, culminating in the remembrance of Christ's great act of love. It's better to stay home. Better to eat at home. Better to eat and drink at home. So let's take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, we'll be looking at verses 20 through 26. When you meet together, you are not really interested in the Lord's Supper. For some of you hurry to eat your own meal without sharing with others. As a result, some go hungry while others get drunk. What? Don't you have your own homes for eating and drinking? Or do you really want to disgrace God's church and shame the poor? What am I supposed to say? Do you want me to praise you? Well, I certainly will not praise you for this. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Broken, right? Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, 
This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. And I I wanted uh, to uh, share with you um, something I got from one of my um, commentaries. It says this, Paul emphasized the importance of remembrance, the essence of which is personal conformity to the body and blood of Christ. This relates to the problem in Corinth. They tended to misuse the body and avoid conformity to Christ and the shedding of his blood on the cross. The new covenant amplifies and confirms the blessing promises of the Abrahamic covenant. That's Genesis 12, 3, if you want to look it up. It also promises regeneration and the forgiveness of sin through faith in Christ and his sacrificial death for sins. The Lord's Supper is a dramatic sermon that looks back to Christ's death and forward to his return. In addition to remembrance, it calls all believers to actually participate in Christ's death and resurrection. So uh, I'm going to go to this exhortation that Paul says he received from the Lord Jesus himself. And it's, do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. The breaking of bread is a continual proclamation of the Lord's death. Not as an act of mourning, but an occasion of living hope until he comes. So uh, we're going to do this in a little bit, but <clears throat> when Jesus you know, broke the bread and he said, here, take it and eat it, he's inviting you and I as we continue this tradition. He's inviting you and I to receive his broken body. And when we are in obedience, and when we follow Jesus, that's the conformity he invites us to, too, isn't it? That we would, like Jesus, lay down our life for a brother. There's no greater love than that, that our body would be broken for another, that our blood, our life would be poured out for another. And that can be kind of heady, right? That can be kind of heavy to, to think about, oh, you know, what, what kind of... But again, the celebration is not about his, just that, oh, he died. No, it's that he died and it is not dead anymore. And that we will, even when we die, we will not stay dead. That we have this freedom in this life. That everlasting life has begun for us as soon as we say, yeah, I believe that Jesus did sacrifice himself so that my sins would be forgiven. Everlasting life in the presence of Jesus, power and peace now and 
and forever. The fruit of his Holy Spirit being born out of us, right? We bear fruit, uh, abundant life. That is our, our celebration, and that should be what we respond to in worship of God. So when we gather and take communion with, e with each other, what is our focus? What do we remember? What do we think of for the future, right? What attitudes are appropriate for our hearts as we take communion? And I think if, if we th think about what Jesus did and how he did it on that night at the Last Supper, and we think about Paul's exhortation to a group who wasn't doing such a great job at it. Consider this. Love and joy and celebration, as well as humility and adoration and reverence. We have been given an awesome gift. We love the gift but we also remember the giver and that he is returning. So as I mentioned before, in our church, our practice, our tradition is to take communion together as a body on the first Sunday of the month. Today happens to be the first Sunday of September as we prepare to observe this dramatic symbol of our receiving of his broken body for us and his blood shed for us by eating a piece of a full loaf and drinking from a cup as a way to show our conformity to his broken body and shed blood, I, I invite you to consider all of the symbolism. The Passover lamb, slaughtered in order to paint the doorposts of the homes of the Israelites in Egypt to spare them from the angel of death coming to kill the firstborn of every living creature. Jesus sharing the Passover meal with his disciples, thanking God for the bread, and then breaking it into pieces to hand it to his disciples, inviting them to receive his body broken for them. And then passing the cup of wine for each of them to drink from and telling them that it is the covenant between God and his people confirmed with Jesus' blood. And then he told them, do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. And then the Lord Jesus, as our Passover lamb, sacrificed for us. He's not dead. He's alive. He's returning. For those of us who have put our faith in Jesus' sacrifice and his resurrection, we'll live for eternity with Jesus. And remember that. As you consider all these factors, allow yourself to focus on the giver, on God. He's the giver of all these gifts to you. When you take the piece of bread and you dip it in the juice to eat it, it's your participation in this symbol of our receipt of his gift to us. The gift of the forgiveness of sin the gift of resurrection from the dead. By eating of this bread and drinking of this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death 
until he returns. I'm going to turn off my camera for just a moment so I can relocate to where my family is. Oh, they're all ready for me. And uh, take this moment to grab some bread, grab some juice, or what, what, however you uh, desire to um, participate with us this morning, and then, and then we'll 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 take it together. Come on, Liz. What? Oh, should I leave? You shouldn't have. Maybe you did. Do you not know how to spotlight it on your car? I'm trying to. Oh, shoot. Maybe I did. It's underpinned in you. Well, shoot. Well, I guess I'm, I'm here. Did <laughs> you? <laughs> I guess I um, left. I left church early. Anyways, so <clears throat> let's thank the Lord for, for this bread. King's Hawaiian roll. Delicious. Heavenly <laughs> Father, we thank you. We do thank you for, for this bread. Um, we thank you for what it represents, what it symbolizes. Thank you that we can take it into our body for nourishment, but but beyond that, we 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 do this in remembrance of you, Lord Jesus. We break this bread here. Take, eat. Lord Jesus, you said this is your body broken for us, and we will take it and we'll eat it and remember you in worship. And as we take it, we submit ourselves to conformity to you. Be that laying down our lives for, for someone. We're loose change in your pocket. You spend us anywhere you want. Lord, we thank you for this wine. We thank you that, again, we can take it into our body and we can receive the, the nutrients and the intoxication that, again, is a symbol of being in relationship with you, being overwhelmed by your goodness and your otherness. You said that this cup was your blood and a confirmation of the covenant between God and, and God's people that 
he loves us and he's planning for us and he's saving us and this is how he this is how he did it and it's consistent all through scripture with the passover lamb the passover meal take and drink it Lord, we, we drink this in remembrance of you and your sacrifice for us. We do it with a heart of, of worship of you. Sweet and silky, just like the bottle says. It's actually really good. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for, we thank you, we praise you, and we worship you for your faithfulness through all ages. We thank you for your faithfulness through all ages, including today including now when our world has been turned upside down, um, when we've got friends and loved ones in the hospital, when we've got <clears throat> loss of, of job and loss of health and loss of security, Lord, but we can cry out to you again and again, And we eat this bread and we drink this cup in remembrance of you, Lord, and your sacrifice of love for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and join this, this church service because I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't think I can join it. It's a start. You're going to have to go to your email. Oh, am I? Yeah. Well, go to join. I don't have a join button. It just says start. Oh, yeah, because it's coming start. from his account. I mean, Dad, you can just keep talking online. Oh, may I? Yeah. Okay. It's already set up. <laughs> oh, hi, Dad. Ah! Sorry. Yeah. All right, we don't have to do something. <laughs> Anyone dizzy? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Yeah, we, we can stop streaming live on Facebook. Oh, you know, you know what? Let's stay up there. So uh, we uh, like to uh, bless folks. So let me pronounce our blessing here. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And 
we can worship God through communion when we remember these things, that this is the Lord's desire that we would be blessed in this way, and, and he himself blesses us. <clears throat> Holy Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy. Amen. Oh, <laughs>